Hey, greetings everyone from our home to yours. I hope that this finds you safe and well. Today we are going to be in Matthew chapter 5 verses 31 and 32. And we're going to talk about something that, well, will probably get me in trouble. That will probably, well, hit a nerve in a lot of us. Matthew chapter 5 verses 31 through 32 talks about divorce. And Jesus says, It was also said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a written notice of divorce. But I tell you, everyone who divorces his wife, except in a case of sexual immorality, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. So this is another difficult passage, and it wouldn't be true to what we're trying to do, and that's to show or teach what Jesus taught. And this is an important lesson that he taught. So let's dig in. The religious leaders had declared that by the letter of the law, if you wanted to get a divorce, all you had to do was give a written notice to your wife. For whatever reason, all you had to do was provide that written notice. And I've read commentators and theologians that said that during Jesus' time, you could literally divorce your wife with a written notice if you didn't like her cooking. And so what they would do was write a written notice to the wife that they wanted to discard and marry another one, discard her when it was time, marry another one, and discard her. Do you see how messed up that is? Do you see how messed up it had come? They were using religion as a way to be selfish. I mean, the the wife in that society had no choice. But Jesus said that everyone who divorces their wife, except for a case of sexual immorality on either case of either side, causes her to commit adultery. And on the surface, that sounds really bad. It sounds like the man's getting off easy. The wife becomes the sinner, and and even a, a sinner, even if she didn't have a choice. But looking at the following statement, Jesus says that when a man marries that divorced woman, then he becomes an adulterer or a sinner as well. It's kind of confusing, right? But here's what I think is going on. The man who divorces his wife for something other than sexual immorality causes the woman to be a sinner, an adulterer. But the blame is not on the woman. The blame, the onus, the burden, the guilt of this sin is upon the husband for putting her into that position. It is on the husband that divorced the wife, and so the guilt and the blame and the burden uh, of the new husband who becomes an adulterer is also upon the original husband who is the one who filed or, or did the divorce. Do you see what Jesus is trying to say? Is when you make a selfish decision to divorce your wife, and we can modernize this and say your husband, your spouse, you see the blame is not on the victim of divorce, for lack of a better word. The blame and the onus is upon the person who caused the divorce, who filed for the divorce, who who did it out of the wrong reasons. God puts a lot of emphasis, Jesus puts a lot of emphasis on how bad it is to cause others to sin. And I think that's the point that we're missing here. We can get wrapped up around the axle about the the divorce and, and what it does. Can you be a Christian leader if you're divorced? But that's not the point. The point is that when you divorce somebody for selfish reasons, it is you the selfish one, who is the guilty one. It is you that takes the 
blame and guilt for making that person a sinner. That's what Jesus is trying to say. So thankfully, the divorce rate in America has dropped in the last 10 years. It's come down from about 54% to around 40%. So that is great news. So 40% of all marriages in the United States end in divorce. 60% of second-time marriages end in divorce. And 70% of third-time marriages end in divorce. And that's a lot. The problem is not if followers of Jesus can get a divorce or not. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what Jesus was talking about. It is this problem of divorce. It's like all the other things we've been talking about the last few weeks. And that is divorce is an issue of the heart. Divorce is not to be as easy as writing a piece of paper or a notice of divorce like the religious leaders could or like the Jewish people of the, of the day could. It's not as simple as simply paying an attorney to file for a divorce. Divorce is devastating. Divorce destroys what God has made and whom God brought together. Divorce should be the last resort. It is what happens when forgiveness is no longer given. Divorce has ripple effects that hurt many people. And what I think Jesus was trying to say is that the religious people were using the law to be selfish. They didn't care about the effects on family and the community and society. They only wanted themselves to be happy and they cared only about themselves and how they felt and what they wanted. So just like anger and lust that we talked about before, if you think of only you, that little mess blooms into something that hurts and destroys others. That little mess, you see, marriage is sacred. Marriage is holy matrimony. Marriage takes work and sometimes lots of work. But the Bible tells us to love our spouses like we love Jesus and like we love ourselves. We are to think of others as more important than ourselves. We forget that a lot, though. So we are to honor, cherish, and love our spouses. And when something happens and the going gets rough, we work harder and harder and we fight for our family. I guess what I'm trying to say is, love God, love others. And may you go this week and live in peace and the grace of God. God bless you. <laughs>